Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? This is the Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. Hey, it's Justin Alexio. And guess what? We, we have got a guest. a guest. We have a guest. We got yeah. a guest. We got a guest. She's uh, she's pretty. So maybe people, you guys like when you bring pretty girls on. Oh right? man! No, they do. A, that's our, her, that's our, her first credit. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a podcast. Yeah. they can't see <laughs> that's me. You know what's weird about that though? Well, let's introduce. It's you. Lauren Miller, guys. <laughs> Lauren Miller, everybody. Are you filming me? Is that what's weird about no. it? No. <laughs> yeah. What's the craziest thing is inside Jeremiah's bedroom are security cameras <laughs> that are filming this podcast right now. No, uh, for whatever reason, we cannot figure it out because it is a podcast. <laughs> we have better, more listens and downloads on the episodes with attractive women. <laughs> we don't know why that's yeah. a thing at all because people are listening. Isn't there's no video anywhere? We just put we put like headshots or pictures next to all the episodes, and every once in a while, like uh, and then also um, black guys, black yeah, guys, black and guys pretty girls. It. Do the best numbers on our podcast. Oh, that's interesting. Well, black guys, I'm they're a fan of me, so we'll see. How okay, we oh, maybe we'll, right. maybe we'll really just skyrocket this, <laughs> this podcast. This podcast is gonna blow up this episode. Crazy. <laughs> Lauren is an actress, a writer, comedian. You do stand up too. I've seen you do that before. Have you? I haven't done stand up in a while. I work for a stand up comedian. But yeah, I stopped doing You're, it a little while ago. You, you stopped doing stand-up? You're tired? I haven't done it in a long time. I Actually, I made a list of things I want to do in July, and one was to do a show, whether it's an improv or a stand-up, like force myself to go to something. So maybe we'll see what right. happens in the next 30 days. Okay. What uh, uh, Can we talk about what uh, stand-up comedian you work for? Yeah, absolutely. People, it's funny. Whenever I say I work for a stand-up, people are like, oh, can I ask who? I'm like, yeah, that's the whole, like, that's the whole point is yeah, to yeah. get that name out <laughs> okay, there. Okay, uh, awesome. I work for Angela Johnson. Okay, she I know is, her. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. She's from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. She blew up on YouTube when that was a thing that you could do and it was like a yeah. huge deal where I feel like now when you say that, people are like, oh, like that kitten video from yesterday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff and she's awesome and I'm her tour manager is my title so I get mm-hmm. to travel all around and yeah. That's great. Good times. Uh, I remember actually seeing her video that blew up. Uh, it's the uh, the nails video, mm-hmm. right? The nail salon. The nail salon. Uh, I remember watching it and I was like, I was like, oh, this is really good and then I just like, checked back like a little bit later i'm like whoa there are so many views on yeah, this she has like 60 that and her bon cui cui which is her other like big thing from mm-hmm. uh, mad tv it has like 68 million views or something Good crazy grief. which nowadays is kind of, i mean like that guy the the rape vi- not the rape video that's terrible to say the child <laughs> you know what i'm talking about the auto-tune molester video the oh uh, yeah uh step I- in your window yeah, <laughs> sat in your people. Yeah, yeah. Love. That I mean, that came they out and it got like. Find you. Yeah. yeah. What? See, now I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna have a brain aneurysm. Uh, that has like you know 90 million views. So I guess nowadays, it's one of those things like something pops up and goes viral. It's bigger. But yeah, yeah back in the day, like to have 50 million views was you were a c- celebrity. Like that's how she started off, and it's grown from there. But still, even for uh, stand-up comedy, that is a ton mm-hmm. of views for because. Yeah, like the auto tune, the news, and all those, uh, and you know, baby and cat videos and all that stuff. Those get like way more views than just straight up stand up yeah. comedy. So that's still like no, pretty it's awesome. Im- it's impressive. Yeah, it's impressive uh, because a lot of the Laugh Factor videos, uh, if they're considered viral, 
they have over a hundred thousand views for like the Laugh Factory channel. Oh wow! Um, so uh, there's a little comparison there <laughs> for our uh, listeners. I was in a sketch one time that was up to eighteen views, and I remember being like, "I can't name sixteen people that would watch this." Like I have to assume there's two guys that are just watching it over and over again. <laughs> Those are the creepy ones. I've done that yeah. before. Especially I find <laughs> you were like one a, of them. I was <laughs> like, just Alexia. Just over and over. I like discovering new talent on YouTube. Yeah. Like uh, we call it new talent. That's, yeah, that's, that's what we call us young, attractive women, new talent. <laughs> <laughs> I like discovering new talent on YouTube. Uh, did you get into uh, comedy managing after... Uh, th- did you... Did that connect after you'd been performing for a while and you're like, I can do this? No, it was, you know, some people are like, how did you get that job? I applied for it like you would get any other job. I was actually working on a construction crew at USC. (laughs) (laughs) Kid you not. Their new film building, their George Lucas, like multi-million, possibly billion dollar film building. Mm -hmm. I had to buy a car and I looked on Craigslist like you do. And I bought a car from a woman who was really awesome and she did systems integration she built like sound studios for famous people like she had this electronics background we kept in touch i didn't have a job at the time or i was catering or doing something that i hated that you do out here and uh and she was like well i'm actually you know you mentioned you hate your job i just got hired to work on this big project at usc do you want to be on my crew and i was like yeah i mean here's the thing besides macgyver uh, I have no experience yeah. like with what you're about to ask me to do. And she's like, well, come to my studio. I'll train you like simple wiring stuff. And she's like, and if you, if you can do it and you want the job, I know this simple wiring. If you want the job, it's you yours. You can't see right now, guys, is Lauren is in full plaid <laughs> construction work boots. <laughs> yeah. When they said I was cute, they meant for like a 12 year old boy. <laughs> um, no, so I worked, uh, I, she took me to her studio and was like, here's these wires. This mm-hmm. is how they go together. Try to solder that. And I'm like, I don't know. It, I called it like <laughs> sewing for tomboys. Like I okay. was, it was just something that I was like, tell me what to do and I'll do it. I don't understand it, but I can do it. So I ended up working on that project for like a year and a half. I saw it from a hole in the ground to this beautiful building and I got paid really well. And then when it ended, I was like, all right, taking some time off because I mean it was a really hard job. Like I worked every single day I had to be there at like so were you six a.m. Like the sun and stuff. No, I was in like a I was a basement. I was a, I think troglodyte is the word that used to come up a lot. No, I worked in like the basement out of our like office. Pulled cable through all the walls and stuff, and you know was under desks. Hooking so were you up. one of the only like females on this website? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, my boss was female, and then there was two other girls on the crew. Um, So then you must have been like popular. All the guys have been like, what's up, girl? Let's go get drinks after work. Yes, but in Spanish. So I don't know (laughs) if that's actually what they said. Um, Yeah, there was mostly like confused looks. Like I would walk through the hallways and then just try to hide out in the the office. Because otherwise they were like, oh, there was a lost girl here. Like it was was strange. Um, Sorry, but anyway, uh, that job ended and I took some time off. I went through the IO program. Like I earned a good money, you know, it's, it's like, just have some fun. Mm-hmm. And then after a few months, I was like, I have to get a job. What's the economy like? And uh, I started applying for stuff and it was so hard to find a job. Like I was like, oh, yeah. why am I not qualified to do anything? Like retail work. I was paying off like student loans Yeah. and yet Target was yeah, when, not a fan. When I was at Starbucks, when I was working at Starbucks, I think 
everybody, almost everybody had a bachelor's degree. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. I also, my dad was right. I shouldn't have majored in English. (laughs) What is that? Um, So I was on the, uh, I can't even think of what job site it is. Oh, the UT, UTI? Nope, that might be a bladder thing. (laughs) UTA, the, UTA, some agency, agency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. UTA, they yeah, have yeah. a they have a job site posting, okay. basically. And I just uh, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, check here for jobs and entertainment," because that's I was just trying to get into that somehow. Sure. And uh, so I applied to like ten jobs every day, like things I was qualified for, things I was not qualified for, and I didn't hear back from a single one. And then there was a posting that said a uh, a comedian was looking for uh, someone to go on the road with them, someone detail-oriented, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. Travel and or lots of travel. Yeah. And it was a very vague posting, but it honestly sounded perfect for me. I'm like, oh, that's that sounds like I could do that easy. So I sent in, like, without them asking for it, I sent in, like, the cover letter, the letter of recommendation, like, all the stuff that I had at the ready. And uh, I think she got, like, 300 applications or something crazy i'm sure they didn't even read them all she had somebody helping her through the process sure and she uh she says this day she says your uh email and all that crap was the first one i read and i remember because we read it together her and her uh like helper at the time this great uh girl that trained me tiffany and she's like if they're all like this we're gonna have trouble you know deciding on one yeah so they said that mine was like the standard that they held them all to so i went it took like five interviews we you know i interviewed sure. and then we went for like lunch one day and then i ran errands with her another yeah, she, day she's got to know that she likes you on oh, top yeah. of being able to work with yeah. you and spend a lot of time with you on the road and yeah. all that stuff yeah i'm like her work husband like yeah. i spend so much time with her so it was a lot of hoops to jump through but i totally understand you know i was like you don't want to go through this again in three months uh so and we get along great. She's like family to me. She's a really awesome person. So it's just one of those things where people are like, ah, oh, how do you get a job like this? I'm like, I don't know. I think that about McDonald's employees. Like, how do you get a job like this? I love that. I love that food. That's not sarcasm at all. I really do like that. Uh, so yeah. So that's how I got that job. But yeah, before that, I was just working construction. But it's all, it's all basic. Uh, you know, you got to handle a lot of stuff at once. You have to stay on top of little details. You have to be able to just prioritize things. So. A lot of stuff, in yeah. my opinion, is connected, even if you don't think it is. Wow, you feel like a mama hen here. I like I it. I feel like I'm. Le- I feel like I'm back in school. Right? Yeah. Now, what? Uh, what? Where did you come from uh, uh, before uh, you moved to Los Angeles? Uh, I was East Coaster. I grew up in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and then I lived in Philadelphia for a little bit. Did college there, and yeah. What was like the big? motivation to get you out here what was like the final thing that you're like all right i gotta i gotta move to los angeles um my best friend and i actually had the plan like starting in early years of high school Mm -hmm. this is gonna sound so cliche we both loved the movie we no we we buried a box (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were gonna say we buried a body and i was like oh my god you talked to her (laughs) yeah uh no my best friend and i loved goodwill hunting and she Mm -hmm. We both did like theater together and, you know, just wrote stupid poetry and short stories and things like that. And we were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go through school. We're going to move to California. We're going to live together. We're going to write stuff. We're going to star in it. We're going to be Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. And neither of us are big fans of like where we grew up. So it was just kind of the dream to get out. And, you know, it's like New York or L.A., weather alone. 
LA wins hands yep. down, farther away. So it was just our plan. We had always talked about it. Like when we'd have a bad day, it's like, don't worry. You know, California California is only four years away. <laughs> um, and we ended up, she trans. She was a little bit older than I was. And she graduated, actually just a year older than me. But she switched colleges. So she ended up not falling a year behind in a bad way. But we graduated at the same time. So yeah. it was just sort of like, all right, time to do this. So after... The summertime, got jobs in the summer. She was abroad, came back, and uh, and she didn't move out here. I did. But <laughs> <That's it. laughs> plans changed near the end. But uh, because we'd been talking about it for so long, <laughs> that's the story oh for the God. end. <laughs> oh, um, man. But yeah, it was just one of those things where, you know, you talk about it enough, and then even when things, plans change slightly, slightly you're like, all right, well, I'm at the age where I can make this mistake. You know, I'm not going to probably move out here later in life if I stay and get settled in the hometown feeling of yeah. not getting out. Um, so yeah, so I just kind of came out here and was like, who wants to hire me? I will literally do anything. <laughs> I, I, uh, when it, there, whenever, uh, I go in and out of dark phases out here, I'll go through, <laughs> I'll go through like the Craigslist ads and stuff like that. And I get so mad when I don't even get emails back on janitor work. I'm yeah. like, come on, how am I not getting emails back on like janitor or like we'll clean your yard or yeah. anything like that? I'm like, how am I not qualified <laughs> yeah. or good enough for this? I've done this stuff before. Have you ever uh, found anything on Craigslist that seems like a menial crap job, but then they want a photo or a headshot or something like that? Yeah. Because like, I encountered a lot of that and that was even worse because it would be the like the stupidest job ever, but you had to send a headshot. And then when you don't get anyone back, I would just be like, I why? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, what do I Look am like I not good I'm... enough to be to clean their toilets? <laughs> they don't have to watch. Yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, it's, you it's don't rough. look good in our security cameras, so yeah. we don't want you in the building. Yeah, and that's what it felt like before I got the job with Angela that I have now. Like they they yeah. I fell into that period where I was like, okay, looking at my finances, I got about one more month before mm, it you all know. falls apart. Yeah, because when you move, you know. There's not an option for moving home and then coming back out kind of thing. It's oh, like, no. oh, if I don't make it out here, yeah, you're going to read about me in the paper. <laughs> the stats of people who move back and that are like, yeah, I'm going to move back out here in a year. I got to save there, some it's money. It's like one in like a hundred yeah. actually move back because oh, yeah. it's so it's so hard. Yeah. You get comfortable again. You're like, oh, I'm making good money. There's mm -hmm. free parking everywhere. There's like all these things. Yeah. I can afford a nice car finally. It's so rare that people move back after they leave just even for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> you said, uh, oh man, I almost lost my question. Oh yeah. So, uh, okay. So I like getting personal on the podcast. Mm. So do you want to, do you want kids? Like to keep or just to hang out with? <laughs> To like push out of your vagina. Oh, ooh, I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't really I know perfect. about that. I feel like I go back and forth. I was just back east and my sister just had twins recently and my best friend just had her second kid. So I got mm. to be around them and they're so cute and so fun. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, man, I can't wait to give this back to who it who owns it. And <laughs> I want to take a nap. So I don't know if I'll change my mind right now. It's not really a thought. It's one of those I feel like Liz Lemon where I'm like, yeah, eventually in life I've got 15 years, right? Where I can still... You know what Guys, I've... I have 15 years, right? They're both giving <laughs> yeah. me a weird look. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you rolling okay. your eyes? Yeah. <laughs> I heard a lot of people out here are like freezing their eggs. That's what, like females that are like actresses, like when they get like 35. Really? And by a lot of people, you mean really wealthy females? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's... I, I would be probably more prone to sell my eggs for money than I would be to freeze them. Um, yeah, no, it's not really a thought of mine. And in the next few years, if like I hit that point where 
I want a child and maybe it's, it is too late or I find that out. I've always never, like, I could see myself adopting a child or like even an, even like a five-year-old and bypassing all the crap stages where they can't give you the affection you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's not really on my radar yet. Maybe one day. I'm not, I don't hate them. All right. That's the way I need. I need like some to of find them. Because every relationship that ends with me, they're like, I want a family someday. And I'm like, I'm not the guy. And they're like, yeah, I know you're not the guy. Do you never want a family or you're just not there yet? Are you I'm like 12? How old are you? I'm 24. 24. See, the fact that you say 24 <laughs> is clear enough that you're not ready for a family. <laughs> not ready for I, a family. I didn't even have to say anything this time. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's got my back. Yeah. <laughs> with the assist. <laughs> It's the first time I've seen you in real pants. I know. Every we time we we play softball together, and uh, I and don't I've care run, on Sundays. And I've run into you at the grocery store a few times in pajamas. <laughs> but to be fair, no judgment at the grocery store. I get it. Was I've he been getting uh, cookies? <laughs> I feel like yeah, it was like beer and bananas or something. Yeah, weird. you know the essentials. No, I saw her, and I was like, I hope she doesn't see me. And then you saw me. I was like, it was my uh, dog pajamas. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, those are good. My boyfriend was like, do you know that homeless guy? <laughs> I was like, yes, I do. Yeah, I'm doing his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that homeless guy has a podcast? Yeah. It's LA. Everyone's on different levels. See, here's the thing. I feel like girls, though, they like that on some level. They're like, this guy's dangerous. Yeah, he doesn't care. The yeah, pajamas? He's, kind of he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. <laughs> you're wearing a leather jacket and your and your little doggy bottoms. You're like, man, that, there's something mysterious and dark about that guy. Whatever, I know. I'm I- gonna let that go because I want you to live in that dream for as long <laughs> right? as possible. Like, exactly. I could tell you the truth, or I could tell you there's no Santa. I'm just yeah. gonna let it go. <laughs> so you've been out here about eight years. Mm-hmm. What's what's been like? Um, kind of like your. So you work construction. How long were you work? What were you doing before the construction and working for Angela? Um, I did, when I first moved out here, it was like PA work, kind of like mm-hmm. the Craigslist style, just yeah. put feelers out everywhere. So I worked on a couple shows as a PA and game shows and like reality shows and things like that where you just, one would get canceled, but then whoever you worked with would move to a new show. And a mm-hmm. week later, you'd get that call like, hey, are you doing anything? I was like, no, absolutely not. And they're like, come get us coffee. I was like, sure. Uh, so I did that for a while and bounced around. And then I got work for a catering company which was very high end so I did a lot of photo shoots so I got to work and I'm doing air quotes right now I got to work with a lot of celebrities yeah because it was a it was a really great company called Food Inc. Catering it was one uh, run by this Australian woman who was fantastic and she you know we did set up you know just buffets and things but there had to be someone there so it was always photo shoots like I've worked with the very first day of the job I remember we set up at um Siren Studios, which is up on like Sunset and Gower. Yeah, yeah. And they just kind of, you know, brought me in and they laid out this big spread and they're like, okay, so just, you know, keep it nice and clean. People are going to come up, yada, yada. And I was like, all right. And they left me alone in the room and I'm just standing behind this long table. And all of a sudden, uh, up the stairs, so you get to see the person's head first because they're coming up from a level below. I just see Nicole Kid- Kidman's head and she like walks up the stairs and like comes up to the table and I'm, I'm so wide eyed and I'm ready to like smile at I her. I need your food. And she does not make eye contact with me once. Like, I was like, oh, it's going to be like this. Um, So I did that for a few years because I did enjoy it and just... Did you find that with most celebrities that they are more, like, not wanting to make eye contact? Or did you have a couple, like, 
cool people oh, you're like this guy yeah, is awesome it's this all girl's 50, awesome 50 50 and yeah. like and i feel like out here in this business i'm like you know what i want to do i want to make it just so i can be one of the cool ones right? like do you ever watch a video like matt da- you know the uh the can i swear on this podcast yeah, or no? the whole want. like i'm fucking ben affleck oh, or yeah, matt yeah. damon all those videos all the celebrities that they got as cameos i was like that's so fun like mm-hmm. have a good sense so it was hard not to make snap judgments about people but you only have 30 seconds with them so when they come up and they don't look you in the face even when they ask you a question like when it's just like uh do you have any blah 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 and it's like no i'm sorry okay and they didn't even like acknowledge you as a person it's hard not to be like well that person sucks right whereas when someone comes up looks you in the eye and it's like hi how you doing yeah, it's one second, but I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to support everything you do for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. And, you know, and everybody had like the, not the horror story, but like, oh, I've worked with this person, this person, this person, they're terrible. This person's great. And I have, you know, those snap decisions, but uh, Halle Berry, I, she was doing like a cover girl photo shoot or something. And I was at the long table and just behind it, keeping it nice and clean. And there was all these picnic tables in front of it where all the crew was sitting. And when lunch was called, she came out with her, I don't know, her baby daddy. They're not together anymore. The like blonde model guy. Oh, I know I, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they've had some issues since then, but this is pre all that. And she got food with the rest of the crew. She sat there with them. And yeah, again, just part of me was like, that's cool that she sits out here with them, that she doesn't need like a private room yeah, or anything like that. she's not being like a super diva or yeah. anything about it. And she was on the end of these picnic tables and I knocked like a pair of tongs or something stupid off the table and it was a really long table. So right away I was like, oh, I'll get them in a minute. Like it's not like I could do a quick run around and grab them. So I knocked them off and they made a little noise and I kind of changed something else. And mid conversation, she keeps, Halle Berry keeps talking, but she stands up, keeps eye contact with who she's talking to, walks over, grabs them, hands them to me and says, here you go. And I was like, oh, thank you very much. She said, no problem and went and sat back down. And it's something so stupid, but in my head, I'm like, out of all the people that were sitting close by, Halle Berry was first to think to herself, oh, yeah. that person dropped something. I can easily get that. I'm going to do that. So it's, it's you know, it's little stuff like that where I feel like people get bad raps and people get good raps, but it's it's very Makes easy huge to difference. get one of those too. Yeah, Some for life sure. lessons here I'm learning. Yeah, well, it's like anytime you're on set or uh, whatever, if you're easier to work with, you're most likely going to get a call over that person who is just a little bit more yeah. troublesome than you. Maybe more talented than you, but if they're a little bit more troublesome than you. Oh, then... for sure. And even, I mean, yes, yeah, set and acting and stuff like that. But when I first moved out here, all the PA work that I felt like I got, it wasn't because somebody else was worse than me. It was because I was just like, yeah, I'll give you a hand with whatever you need. Like, yeah. I'm happy to have this job. I'm going to do what I need to do. Granted, my boss was a little bit younger than me, so that was always like, yeah, I'll, I'll get you coffee. That sounds like <laughs> great use of my college degree. But at the end of the day, like, I didn't complain. And then when one show ended, she was like, hey, you know, I could use you again. Like, I'm happy for the opportunity. So a lot of it, you know, people talk about networking and it's who you know. And that's part of it. But it's also like how you are. So right, that's what it is. Uh, you were recently on a uh, a show, and now I've forgotten the name of it. Uh, it's a pock. No, oh my God, Macapocalypse. Oh, apocalypse. Macapocalypse. Is that right? Damn it, Jeremiah. Oh. Sorry, Justin. Right before this podcast was like, I can't say this word. Uh, will you incorporate it later in the podcast? I'm like, I got it. And you then guys I'm just like, should have video just to watch the two of you try to like form this word uh, out of your mouth. Mock Apocalypse got on it. Access TV. Yes, my uh, two of my very dearest friends, Neil Gargiulo and David Park, uh, came up with the show and uh, sold it to Access TV that was looking for programming. And they shot it. And it was sort of like a green screen. I love the 80s. Let's make fun of 
different aspects of the music industry. Yeah. And they were kind enough to let me come in and shoot an episode. So I, uh, I talked about meltdowns and comebacks in the musical industry and cracked a bunch of jokes on a green screen and watched it back when it aired and stood there with a couple of members of my family trying to get you know a good photo off the TV. Like, yeah, we don't yeah, have yeah. a DVR. <laughs> We're not that fancy on the East Coast. So I must have taken like 60 pictures and I've come to the realization that I do not make good faces. <laughs> like they're all me kind of, you know, a little snarky, a little funny, but I was just everyone, all my friends were like, hey, I saw you on TV. Here's a picture to prove it. And I was like, oh my God, don't post that. <laughs> Thanks guys. Your, your freeze frame faces you're saying <laughs> were, yeah. were just oh, coming out like just yeah. looking kind of weird. You're like, yeah. did you not do that? <laughs> yep. But, uh, but it was a lot of fun and I made some great I think I made some great jokes. People seemed happy about it. And because my friends, you know, were doing me a favor by letting me do it, it was pretty awesome. So I got to make fun of Lindsay Lohan and oh, Justin yeah. Bieber. Yeah. My mom saw the episode. She thought Tommy Bechtold was so funny. Oh, yeah. Tommy oh, Tommy did it, too? Yeah. yeah. That was the other part of watching the show. Because it was, I mean, I knew almost everybody on it. So every time they would oh, go to a new great. clip, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's this person. They're yep. fantastic. And at the end of the show, yeah, my mom was like, that Tommy was so funny. And I was like. <laughs> Yep. I mean, I agree, but... Right, right, right. Like, what about me, We love us some Tommy. The rest of the podcast, we talk about Tommy <laughs> and how great he is. So, uh, all right, that, we're out of time, Warren. No. But Tommy Bechtold, I just that start guy telling Tommy Bechtold stories. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. He deserves it. Now, you... Uh, you said that you were saving uh, that particular story for uh, the end of the podcast. We're yeah. around that time. Here we go. The okay. Hollywood bitch slap. <laughs> Ooh. All right. We're working on it. Yes. Production value is pretty <laughs> epic over These here. These guys have sound effects on their <laughs> podcast. Uh, okay. The worst thing to happen to me since moving here was the story of moving here. My best friend and I had the plan to come out for years and years and years. At the last minute, I mean literally the last minute, we had tickets to come out to look at apartments. Oh, no. So we were taking like a mini three-day trip. And she said that she didn't want to go anymore. It was really crazy at the time, but it worked out for the best. Like, she should yeah. have come out here. She has a great life. It just was one of those things, bad timing and the buildup of six years. Oh. So I changed my, you know, Craigslist search from looking for one bedroom or two bedroom apartments to looking for people who were looking for roommates yeah. or one bedroom apartments. And yeah. both of that is terrible to find on short notice. Also, I'm across the country. So anyone that was legitimately looking for a roommate, I was like, hi, I live in Pennsylvania. I'm a blonde <laughs> girl. And they were like, I don't think so. <laughs> um, but I came out and she came out with me because we'd already booked the tickets. Little awkward friend trip. Uh, I met three people. And only one of them was like quasi viable. It was a nice apartment right across from Warner Brothers in Burbank. Uh, and it was a two bedroom, a gentleman in one bedroom, a French girl in the other. And they were renting out their living room, which had a bed in it, which seems weird unless you live out here. And then you realize that people rent out every inch of space. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I knew that going in, they were like, you won't have a lot of privacy, but we both work all the time. And I was like, yeah, I'm moving out here with a suitcase. I am so low maintenance. Again, with all the flannel I'm wearing, you can't <laughs> appreciate this, but I am. Uh, so that's going to be fine. So I went and saw the place, but we met outside 
because his roommate was sick or something weird from the very first minute. <laughs> I should have known that something was wrong, but I didn't. So then I just walked through it to use the bathroom. I'm doing air quotes again. So I was like, whatever. I like, again, this is my plan. I, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. So I said, yes, I'll move in with you. I mailed him a check. And then I booked a plane ticket. I said goodbye to everyone I know. I packed two suitcases and I was like, here we go. Uh, I landed in Burbank at 9 p.m. I rented a car for the week. So I was like, I, I give myself a week to find a car. I don't have a job. Yeah. Let's do this. I can do this, though. Uh, I get up to the place. I drive up there and everybody welcomes me. And he puts my bag in his room. And there's the French girl, the weird guy. And this blonde girl, like, laying on the bed in the living room. So I sit down on the sofa, and we all start talking. And it gets, like, later and later. And nobody is acknowledging the fact that there is, like, a fourth person here. So he goes into his room and is, like, on his computer. And the French girl goes to bed. And I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on? So I turn to this girl on the, on the bed. And I was like, hey, am I, uh, I going to cramp your style if I sleep on the sofa? She's like, no, that's fine. I was like, oh, okay. So I walk into his bedroom to like get my pajamas and he must have heard because he goes, oh, well, I thought you would just share my room with me. He does not have bunk beds, by the way, if that's what you're picturing. Now, any normal person would be like, what? No, this is ridiculous. Maury, Maury. Uh, I am a weird, I can be very assertive for other people, like for my boss and for my friends. But like when it comes to myself, I'm like, what? Yeah, no, okay. Like, and I was just like, wait, wait, what? And he goes, well, Katie's not on the lease either. And so, like, I don't want the neighbors seeing it. So I thought you would just share my room with me. Oh, wow. And I oh, said, my. oh. And then I walked into the bathroom and put on my pajamas and was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I didn't, like, inside my head, I'm screaming. But I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know anyone. I don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know where it's to go. It's 9 o'clock at I, night. Yeah, this is eight years ago. My phone doesn't have GPS. I can't get anywhere. Um so I remember I crawled into like, and he had the biggest bed I've ever seen. Not that this makes it better, but I crawled into the side of it, oh like hanging God. off the edge. And I'll never forget. He goes, hugs, good night. And he leans over and he gives me a hug and he gives me a, a kiss on the cheek. Oh, and I was like, no. oh, okay. So I don't sleep at all that night. Like I just lay there in the dark. Of course. Like, what, what did I do? Uh, wake up the next morning. He's like, do you want a massage? I'm like, no, I really don't want a massage. Um, oh it gets God. weirder. He wants to like take me around and I'm like, okay, I guess so. So he drives me down to like Rodeo Drive. Anyone who knows me <laughs> knows that like I've never been back to Rodeo Drive. Yeah, yeah. And he starts, you know, giving me the whole like, I can tell you're gonna be awesome to live with because you seem like a girl that doesn't like drama. Like just stuff where I was like, oh, this is pretty thick, <laughs> but I'm gonna let this go. So it's so awkward. And then I'm like, well, we should really get back to the place. And he goes, well, wait, I have to show you inspiration point. And I was like, okay. So he starts driving oh me up Mulholland Drive. And literally, I'm looking out down the edge. And I'm just like, oh, this is where they're going to find my body. Like, I, yeah, this is yeah, it. Yeah. Like, I am in my very own SU, or SVU episode. So he takes me up there. And he's like, I'm like, oh, this is really pretty. I took some pictures. Let's go. He's like, well, you can't leave without a kiss. And I'm like, eh, nah, nah. So again, like, he comes in. I give him the cheek. The next, like, week is all oh so then that night by the way uh when he was in the bathroom i i got in bed and pretended to be asleep in the worst like hey hey are you going to bed and then he literally like shook me and he's like hey and i was like oh what he goes are you going to sleep i was like yeah he goes okay hugs good night and he leans over and gives me a hug and a kiss on the cheek so now it's super awkward he becomes really 
agitated with me all the time because clearly he thought I was going to be his concubine. And that was not a thing. So it gets really, really weird. I don't sleep. My parents were not huge fans of me coming out here. So like every time they called me, I would be in tears and I just, everything's going so great. I was so happy. And my best friend and I were in that weird patch. So we weren't really talking. So it was literally just the worst week and a half ever. I start looking for other apartments with the weird girl on the bed who's like, yeah, he's really creepy. And I was going to leave right before you got here. All this crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a Starbucks across from the apartment. I spend most of my time there. I make friends with this awesome couple and their two-year-old because she becomes my best friend. And they're like, yeah, we always see that guy with young girls. He's so creepy and all this stuff. And then after a week and a half, this is right before Christmas, uh, Charles, the gentleman who I made friends with, uh, just called me one day and he's like, listen, I don't want to freak you out, but I was here at work and I found your roommate on Megan's law. And I was like, Oh, oh my no. goodness. But that was not my reaction. This is my reaction. What's Megan's law? <laughs> because I don't know. Cause I'm 21 yeah, of course. and I'm here to be an actress and make people happy. And he's like, oh, it's the registered sex offenders website. I was like, cool, I gotta go. Cause he wasn't home at the time. Like it was one of those rare hour periods where he like went out to shop and I grabbed everything I could find within like five minutes. Cause I didn't want him coming back. And I got in my car and I drove into the Valley uh, to this, this couple's apartment, Steve, uh, who I had met once but they had all done a shoot together and they were yeah. like, yeah, he's really weird. He wasn't there. They were like, oh, that guy's weird. If you ever need anything, let us know. And I was like, cool. And I showed up at their door and they opened up and I was in tears and I just said, Brad's a rapist. Can I live with you? And they were like, yep, come on in. Oh. And I lived with them rent free for six months. I never heard or saw from uh, Brad again, by the way. Like he just was like, well, guess she found out. Never heard from him again. He disappeared off my radar. I lived Ugh. with them for six months, rent-free. It was like kind of squatting. Because yeah, I kept I'm like, let me give you money for rent. And they're like, you are so traumatized. I don't even like, I can't believe you're still here. But again, I was like, well, if I move home, like if I give up after a week, I'm never coming out again. Now yeah. now this is, we're at the, the breaking point here. Uh, so after six months, I had to find an apartment. And I remember my mom, who like still to this day, I don't think knows the story. She's like, why don't you find a roommate? I was like, no roommates. <laughs> no more roommates. Um, so yeah. So I lived. Oh, and it turns out uh, my best friend was a journalism major. So she got in touch with me and she was like, do you want to know? I was like, do I want to know what? She goes, I found the article. Do you want to know what he did? I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, First off, he was 43 at the time that this happened, but during our emails back and forth, like before I moved out here, he told me he was 33. So right away, <laughs> right away, we're shaving 10 years off. Oh, man. Um, but when he was 28 or something like that, he lived down in Long Beach and had like a bachelor pad. And he picked up two like 15-year-old girls, took them to the liquor store, to an extent, girls, be better at your choices. Uh, went to the liquor store, went back to his bachelor pad, and then he force-fed them LSD and raped both of them. And for some reason, I don't know how many years you serve for that, but it's less than 20 because then <laughs> I moved in with him. Whoa. Whoa. So, sorry to get real with you guys. No, I think, no. I think this classifies as a Hollywood bitch slap. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's one of those stories, like, at the time it was <sighs> so... Not traumatic. I'm people have gone through way worse. It was just stressful and of ridiculous. But now it's probably one of my favorite. Like I've told this as a one woman story a few times at IO because it's so ridiculous. And everyone's like, How did you not like know better? Yeah. How'd you not say anything? How'd you not Google this guy? I'm like, listen, it was a different time. It was two thousand and seven, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh but yeah, but you know, if you persevere, 
Guys, if I can leave you with some words of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> it will get better. And if you stick it out, you'll always have that thing where it's like, well, it could be worse. I could live with a rapist. So. Oh, wow. Usually that's when I have a bad day. That's what goes that's through my a, head. Well, that <laughs> was like, an amazing story. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we have to wrap up now, but uh, other than Brad, where can people find you on social media? Oh, social media. I'm all over that stuff. Um, it's Usually, I'm pretty sure it's Lauren Miller 229, which is my freak leap year birthday. So okay. on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, there's a billion of us, so you'll probably never find me. But if you do, I'll find you. Um, yeah, Lauren Miller 229. Awesome. Lauren Miller 229. Uh, check out Lauren's stuff. Uh, check her out at IO and uh, Maka. <laughs> Mockapocalypse. Mockapocalypse, right? Mockapocalypse. Yeah, Mockapocalypse. Airing on Access TV, I believe it's Thursdays at 8.30, but that might be East Coast time. So just check your local listing. Check your local listing. Lauren, thank you so much yeah. for coming by. Awesome stories and uh, awesome uh, hearing about uh, your journey in LA over the years. Thank you guys for having me. You're my hero. 